48-hour art check. Best of podcast. We go live Monday, Wednesday on YouTube, 9 p.m. California time, and you can join us there live in the chats or watch them later. You can always check things out at coreykerr.com slash 48HR. We take the best conversations from those live streams and rip them and put them into this podcast. Today's topic is portfolios and how to use them to get a job. And so uh, a little bit of quick background on Scott and I. Scott is currently, um, sorry, a little quick background on Josh and I. Josh is currently an art director um, for a company that runs um, an art team. And so he's got graphic designers and illustrators that work for him. I have previously been marketing director and art director for uh, several different companies um, that did theming, themed environments, and then B2B and B2C um, kind of advertising and marketing stuff. And so we've both gone through um, hiring and using portfolios to hire. And currently um, in my position as, as faculty, I'm often, uh, I often end up um, on hiring committees where we are looking at um, people's kind of uh, CVs and resumes and occasionally depending on the job their their portfolio or body of work um, you know if they're coming from an industry experience or they're from an academic experience and so that's kind of that's kind of where we are um, as far as just I, I just say that because sometimes it's kind of annoying to hear people give advice on the internet and you're like okay well who are you and so not to say that everything that we're going to say tonight is like the gospel truth. Cause I think situations change and things differ and, and whatever, but just so you know, like we're, we're not just people that are <laughs> just making this up or re recycling other things that we've heard other, other people say. So this is, yeah. this is kind of coming from experience. Yeah. And, and uh, I think in the case of anytime you're dipping into talking about a portfolio or whatever, you know, you're going to hear things that are repeated by multiple creatives because they're true. So, yeah. so there's, right. so there's that too. Like some of this stuff might sound cliche. Um, and I, I would actually say as we get into it too, catch yourself like, cause I find myself doing this all the time when I get good advice going, yeah, but um, catch yourself <laughs> at that. Like, Try to catch yourself when you go, yeah, but, and then really like objectively analyze your own portfolio because that, I think as we're getting into it, I think that would be one of the core first steps is to like step back, look at your own body of work, like everything you have. Um, if you're fresh out of school, um, you're probably not going to have a ton to pick from. If you're new to the industry and you're fresh into like doing it uh, a certain style and you're trying to change gears on your portfolio to that, probably not going to have a lot to pick from. Um, so that might be an easier problem than, than like, let's say you're 10 years in and you're having to wade through, you know, a decade of work. Um, but regardless, like step back, kind of analyze like objectively. Um, and, and I would say like, if, if you have, if you're struggling with that objectivity, have, have someone like, more people than like your mom or, um, you know, or, or someone like, and not that cause some people, maybe their mom is the most critical person in their life and like is super honest about everything. Maybe that is exactly who you should show it to. But, but in most cases you want to show it to somebody, you know, is going to give you just cold, hard truth about your work so that you can take out stuff that shows potential weakness. Yeah. So, um, so I'd say that's like, that's step one is like to kind of step back, analyze uh, um, your work objectively and just start siphoning out the the stuff that shows weakness. Um, and I think, uh, sorry, you, you, you're probably going to. No, it's okay. it's okay. I was going to change the subject. So go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And with the weakness thing, just keep in mind, like what Corey always talks about risk mitigation with, uh, with, with businesses. And that that's exactly what you're doing with portfolio. You want to mitigate risk for the client, because if, if you're showing in your portfolio, something, um, and don't get me wrong, you, you can't expect perfection in, um, your work. So there's always going to be like slight little flaws. Yeah. Um, but if there's something where it's like really obvious, like, Oh, you don't know foreshortening, 
and that's in there. Yeah. Um, and then you're applying for a job that requires you to know foreshortening. Just think about what you're saying to that employer when you include that like badly foreshortened arm in in your portfolio. Then you're basically saying, "Hey, if you hire me something like on anything that requires foreshortening, I'm gonna drop the ball on it." Yeah. Um, so so that's something to yeah. So what, what was there's right, something there's something that I think um, I think a lot of people who have experience assume everybody understands. Um, but my experience with students is that. Um, I, I think this is a learned thing. I don't think it's an expected thing. Um, along those lines of risk, um, people do not hire you based on what you think you can do. They hire you based on what they've seen you do. And so yeah. um, Dan Stiles, who's a, who's a, a gig poster artist, he, he, does a, he does a ton of work for huge companies and stuff, but is, is mainly known for like his gig posters. Um, he has this, he has this idea that I, I love to talk about it because it's talking about self plagiarization. Um, he says, basically companies that are risk adverse, they will see you do stuff. And then they are like, Hey, I want you to do stuff like that for me. And yeah. so they want you to plagiarize your own work. And, and yeah. it's obviously kind of a plan where so they don't actually want you to do that. But what they're doing is it's saying like, it's not a risk if they see that the work that you have done fits the work that they need done, then they're like, I'm going to hire this person to do that work. So a lot of times I think students um, and people that are just starting out, they think that money validates their work and nobody cares actually. Um, So very few people care about like, Oh, somebody paid you money to do that thing. They care about like, I need a thing. Have you done that thing? Oh, you've done a bunch of stuff for money, but none of it matches what I need. All right. And maybe the thing that they need is exactly what you want to do, but you're waiting for somebody to pay you to do it or whatever. And so uh, you don't have it in your portfolio. So one of the biggest things that I think is important, and I I want you to talk to this, Josh, is is, um, produce the type of work that you want people to hire you for. And, and yeah. make a lot of it, make it good and share it often and, and build up your portfolio. It doesn't have to be client work. It just has to be good work so that somebody who wants to pay you to do that thing can see that you know how to do it and then hire you to do it. Otherwise, you're going to be like, look at all this stuff I hate doing. There's a reason, yeah. there's a reason that I don't have graphic design work on my website. I can yep. do it. I don't like it. I want people to hire me for my illustration and my animation and my, uh, you know, my inking. And so that's the stuff that I show because that's the stuff that I want them. Now, if somebody comes to me and they offer me enough money to do from graphic design, I will do it, but I don't like it. And so I don't show that stuff. So what do you think of, what do you think of like building your portfolio? What should people be paying attention to in like choosing, choosing this type of projects that they're going to use to include? Yeah, so um, I I I think what you're bringing up is really hits home for me because when I when I was first getting into illustration, I just kind of put up um, the best stuff in my portfolio just generically, and it was kind of across the board. And then I kept getting work um, in the educational industry, which at the time I I really hated working in, and uh, and it just kept flowing in. And I realized it was because my portfolio had educational work in it right. and um, I kept getting vector art and that, that's still what I do. You know, I do primarily vector art for a living now. Um, but for my own personal stuff and for freelance now, because I have like a pretty nice situation where I can be choosy about my clients. Um, I, I don't show most of that. So there are like thousands of, you know, of, uh, of, of, pieces of art that I've done in like that airplane diagram style for these books for Weldon Owen a couple years back. And I'll link to the books in my store section and stuff uh, because I want people to be able to see some of the stuff I've done that's for sale. That's for, you know, from other publishers and stuff like that. But, and I, and I like supporting clients of mine. Like if, if somebody, you know, hired me to illustrate a book, I'd like that book to sell, you know? Um, but at the same time, I'm not going to include it in my portfolio because I because I, I don't necessarily want that work. And if and if I were if I were in a position where I needed that work, um, then what I would probably do is build a side uh, secret site, right? That has that portfolio geared towards that industry. Yeah. Um, so that's another thing to keep in mind when you're building a portfolio. 
you can have different portfolios for different industries. And I, I actually would say you should have different portfolios for different industries. Um, because if you try to scatter shot, you actually have the, the potential of watering down the impact of, um, of what you're presenting and, and realize when you're presenting, um, your portfolio that you're doing it with a very limited window of time. And so what Corey was talking about with, um, clients want to see good work. They don't care about the extra stuff. They don't have time to care about the extra stuff. Yeah. Um, and also another thing for like an early artist, they also aren't necessarily going to care about the story. Like story is good for um, building a, a support base online well, I haven't and a fan really base like online. So like the story behind like what the meaning of what you're making is to you and, and all the thought that went into it and stuff like that. That's great for like a audience engagement, mm-hmm. but for, and a, a person who's just looking at aesthetics and that's it. Like they are not going to care that this illustration was very meaningful to you. <laughs> and, and like the long biography of the art, um, that's not going to save a bad picture. And so that's, that's the thing to keep in mind. Like I said, with like the foreshortening and, and that kind of thing, it's like um, if the story is not reading instantly, um, with the graphic, then that's going to be problematic too. Um, but I agree. Like, yeah, if you don't want graphic design work, don't put it in your portfolio. Um, because I don't know if it's just a karma rule or something, but it's like, if you put stuff you hate doing on your website, um, my experience and most creatives I know experience is that that's the work you'll start getting. Like what you put out there is what you end up getting back. And so, yeah, so that's the conundrum. Like, well, I keep getting hired to do uh, touch-ups for, I'm trying to think of like industries, friends of mine um, started in, like touch-ups for spa catalogs. Like I had a friend who, that's, that was like their their first job <laughs> illustration was like doing spa parts, like parts for spas. Oh, okay. In like a kind of like CAD isometric mode kind of style. Ex- the exploded of, view type thing and. Yeah, which is like, you know, some people love doing that like all day and could just do that all day. But for for this friend, it was like a nightmare and they they kept feeling pigeonholed by it. And then they were like, but it's in my portfolio. So it's it was <laughs> like the second they pulled it out of their portfolio, then like and put up the type of work they wanted to do. That's when they started getting the type of work they wanted to do. So but that's the conundrum. So how do you find time for it? And then you do it exactly by starting something like the 48 hour art check, um, or, uh, or just on your own motivation, like find little mini projects that will allow you to do the style you want to do, because I think everybody kind of waits for permission with art and, uh, you don't need permission to kind of work the way you want to. You don't need, like Mr. Moneybags to come and be like, here you go, sir, paint the Sistine Chapel. You can start your Sistine Chapel today. And then like, you know, that when, the, when you put that up, if that's the work you want to get, at least you're projecting that you can do it. Um, okay. Real quick. I want to, I want to cut this short. Um, there's 11 minutes to go in the Kickstarter and they are having a Kickstarter wrap party on Mike's channel. Do you want to, let's go, let's go jump into that. I'm going to post, yeah. A link to that, yeah. and I, I'll I'll keep streaming here. Um, so I'm just gonna put up I'm gonna put up a countdown timer just for a minute while Josh and I jump into that other hangout. You can you can stay here, or you can go jump on mics. So just one moment, everyone, um, while I do this. Sneak up on in the 48-hour. Did sneak yeah, up. Yeah, you guys are uh, you guys are live on my channel as well. So. Oh really? <laughs> what? <laughs> How does that work? Uh, <laughs> magic. Yeah. It's just Sorcery. crazy, crazy yeah. magic. The and Josh will be joining great. us, and we have we've got about uh, seven ten to minutes. ten people that are 
that are watching on my channel. So hey, cool. hello, people on Corey's channel. <laughs> so we were just saying yeah, Mike needs to do an ebook <laughs> about the kick the crowdfunding secrets, and then you need to do one about the live broadcasting secrets, and the two of you then can be start going on tours together. To like you know, <laughs> book signing. If, uh, book if signing Mike, then if like Mike little... wants to edit and write my ebook on that portion, then I would <laughs> be glad to put my name on it. And then you guys could like, well, you could go to conventions and like you know, writers' <laughs> conventions. Yeah, you could do all kinds of stuff. You could have like a, you could have a Udemy course or whatever. <laughs> See, oh, you guys could join your forces and then. I mean, that's not a bad market. idea. You know, you see these guys that make this uh, like self-help books or how-to books. They can make a whole career off of. Yes, one they thing. can. There's good money in that. Yeah. So, the only the only problem is, is when people do it on platforms that change like every six months. Then it becomes way too much work to keep updating your books. Then it's worth really because right. you have to constantly be working because every time the service changes, you have to, oh, nope, they don't do this anymore. Now they do this. Oh. So. I, I really like um, I really like just doing YouTube videos because then uh, I can just talk, and when I'm done talking, I turn the video off, and that's way easier than writing a book. True. You could just have somebody transcribe it. Yeah, there you go. You do one of those, uh, they have services for that, actually. Yeah. They're called editinggenie.com and they're run by someone named Karen Bonfiglio. <laughs> <laughs> oh really you do that? I would. I'll oh, wow. yeah, I have a I have a I have a very little actually I don't talk about it at all because I haven't really but yes, I have a website for my editing services. Mm, and cool. I do, but I don't really promote that. But I am now apparently to all seven of Corey's followers. <laughs> Way to the pinnacle. That is awesome. Oh, wow. by the way. Use your services. I'm I'm always doing audio dictations for everything I write, and it's like the I hate transcribing it. I hate you it. You do? I like yeah. to type. So, so I like uh, to type. I'll type it and clean it up for you, Mikey. Ooh. Nice. See, I, that that negates my big worry with that, which would be like the the translation of all the likes and ums. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Which audio does not oh. sound as bad as just in te in, in text, like in a book <laughs> that would be brutal because if, if it were a quote, <laughs> I, I could just imagine every other word saying like, um, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you got to start tallying it up. You know, yeah. <laughs> I repeat myself a lot. Like I will start a sentence not figure out what I'm going to say. So I just say the same thing over again until I'm like, yep, that's the end of the sentence. I said the beginning three <laughs> times, but that's fine. That's funny. That's what I kind of do too. And my husband can't stand it. It's like, are you ever going to get to a point, Karen? You've already said this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry. It's the curse hey, so of long-winded. I, I, I relate. Yeah. All right. Corey, what's I was up? just going to say, we've got six minutes to go. We've got six yeah, minutes, minutes left in this. That's right. Are we gonna do like a who's got the ten who's got the ten second timer we can all count down to? I have a one minute timer, uh, but I have a fifteen minute timer. Somebody put the one minute timer up on their screen. It can't, it can't stand on the uh, Kickstarter page. It can't oh, stand. It oh, it does it. Oh. Well, then I will. The last minute. What? The last minute goes the seconds. Does it really? Ooh, exciting. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Then I will just pull that up it's, for the people. It's already on. going down. Yeah, for the people on my channel, uh, we'll just watch it. I'll just put that on the screen like this once we're good to go. So, yeah. Cool. That is awesome. I'll just hold it in place. So I saw. <laughs> I happened to. I happened to see you guys uh, doing this as we were art checking, and I, I told Josh. I said, "Hey, let's jump over." So I don't know what you've oh, been no. talking about. What have you guys been talking about? Uh, I think we just went through all of our. Stories we talked that. about somebody's biopsy. We talked about we somebody's move. <laughs> that was the show. Over. <laughs> yeah. And then we talked about everybody's stories and how great we all were. Because ah. we all are great. So you guys, quickly, quickly, 30-second pitch. What is your story about Corey? Good idea. Uh, my story is about Captain Ahab resurrecting uh, Ishmael and the Pequod to go hunt a giant narwhal and change the polarity of the devil's triangle oh my gosh and have you Your ever had a biopsy tail. have you ever had a biopsy <laughs> i don't believe I, I don't believe i had have a biopsy i've had some really weird things but i haven't had a biopsy i had laser 
um, go in through my pupil and sew my retina back on. Does that? Does that? No, count? that doesn't count. But that's still cool. All that right. is right. weird about some of your weird stuff on forty-eight. Now, Joshua, yeah. what is your thirty-second story? <laughs> your thirty, your four-page second story about in thirty seconds. <gasps> It's about a dragon who's really selfish and learns how to share with a kid named Benjamin. Your elevator pitch Aww. is so much more concise than mine. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to use up your 30 seconds, paper. man. <laughs> still got 20 seconds. Okay, <laughs> so I can ask Corey the question, do you have a robot eye now? Because that would be really <laughs> rad. I, I do not have a robot eye, but it. I, I tore my retina in half twice and they told me that if i tear that retina in half again they will have to take my eye out freeze it wrap a belt around it and tighten it until the retina pops back into place and they actually have a thing that sits on your nose and your ear that's called an eye cup where it's just a little ledge where your eyeball sits while that's happening Oh my god! So now i do that. Now I wear sunglasses a lot because I'm constantly terrified that my right eye is gonna gonna just. I'm gonna have to have this frozen out of skull surgery. Eyeballs pop out of his head at any moment. (laughs) (laughs) You need your help, everybody. Then you get haircuts, freezing eyeballs all over the place. Two minutes ago, you guys. Two minutes. Terrifying thing I've heard all week. To link onto your eye belt. Oh my gosh! I want to look yeah. that up right now. That is okay. hardcore. I will say though, the benefit, if anything, oh, pictures. Is you get a rad eyeball eye. cup. <laughs> I'll tell you that the second time that I tore my retina in half and had that surgery, I was in middle school and had to wear an eye patch around in seventh grade for a week and a half. Uh, that was fun. Now, this is all about frozen eye syndrome and edible gummy eyeballs and frozen corneas and can eyes freeze and stuff like that. So I'm guessing if it ever happens, we'll see it on 48-hour art check. I I wanted to make sure to keep it going, so... I will live live stream that for for sure. Eyeball cup medical. Theme for the next anthology is crazy eyeball stories. (laughs) (laughs) It just went to uh, the second counter. Don't look it up, Karen. No good can come from this. There we go. <laughs> okay, we've got, our, seconds. we've got our Uh-oh. seconds countdown. We're at 100 seconds left. Oh, oh my gosh, look at that. Whoa. Exciting, you guys. Wow. Zoom in on this. Is anyone going to hop in in the next, like, 90 seconds? Come on. <laughs> no, so we're at, we at $5,309 with 159 backers and 80 seconds left. Oh my gosh! Wow. All the others are are lurking. They're just watching us. Close. <laughs> Come on, somebody! If you are watching this right now, this big green button that says "Back this project"—that's where you click. <laughs> no pressure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore the timer. No pressure. Oh my god, that's that's really Uh-oh. stressful. What is that? Is that Scott playing a guitar? Now they're red. Oh my god, it's red. red. I've it's never seen this red. before. Wow. That's really yeah, kind of fun. Slightly different time. I got 44. Oh, no. 40, 40 seconds 42. left now. Yep. I'm just going to watch Corey. Oh to be back yeah. in the last 20 seconds. Hey, we're, we're still at 159. Do you guys think we'll hit 160? No, but it would be cool if we did. It's like one more, one more person. Back in the last five seconds. If anybody um, backs, I'll send you a postcard in the, next, <laughs> in the next 17 seconds. Do it. Oh, my God. I'll, make you, I'll draw a commission for you for free. And send it to you. All right, Corey, you got to start counting down. So we can all watch okay. the same screen. Six, five, four, three, three two, two, one, zero. One. Hey. On the page, I didn't we know get, there'd be confetti. Yeah, that's we exciting. That's cool. Yeah, cool. Wow, that is so cute and oh, nice. Oh, it's so amazing. nice. It's funded. funded. It is now a funded project. It's All over. Right, so how yeah. do I get this to? I want this to fit on the screen again. Now we get to buy all Finally. the Finally, that we were. That was crazy. We made a book. Congratulations, you guys! Woo-hoo! Our backers rock. Congratulations, everyone. Thank you, everybody. 
Thank you, Mike. Thank you, everybody. Box Scott. Scott. That is yeah. We stuff. did it. Thanks, everyone. Mm. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, well, so, we had a lot of love from a lot of other people to help getting the word out on this too. We wanted We had a lot of help out there. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> Funded in the first roughly 24 hours. Was, was that like 20, 20, 25 and a half hours is when it funded. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, and then you guys almost gave me a heart attack because I didn't think we'd reach the stretch goal for the poster and I was going to cry. But we did. Yeah. And we did. And so that was yay. So. Didn't we almost hit all the stretch goals? Almost. Almost. Which one, did, which one didn't we get? Uh, the digital sketchbook. Oh, that was... Uh, I was excited about that one, too. Yeah. Mm. How far? Yeah, apparently we need another $500. Okay. Yeah. So I guess you should have streamed more, Corey. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> trying to figure stream out your eyeball thing. Yeah, right. I can't find it. I'm bummed because today I got to watch somebody squeeze a giant hematoma of blood clots out of somebody's leg and I on the internet and I can't see an eyeball cup thing well, medical this procedure. Was, this was 1992, so they, they may have come up with a better procedure. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. They use a hammer now. <laughs> well, maybe they use like, some kind of like laser treatment now. Yeah, E-nucleization is the removal of the eye that leaves the eye muscles and remaining orbital contents intact. That's pretty cool, though. Your eye is like a world traveler. What? Is why? Why? <laughs> well, because it's been, you know, more locations than most people's. Like, usually eyes <laughs> stay in the house, you know? So his eye is just an adventurer, you know? Oh. Trying to be the... This is a bit that I want to, at some point, develop is, like, the, 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 the terrible optimist... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, somebody's like, the trade center fell. And they're like, well, you know, on the plus side, we have like clear property now. So, like, <laughs> like just that person who's like, whenever it's inappropriate, is super optimistic. Perfect comic. You can start with a hashtag somewhere. <laughs> terrible, hashtag terrible optimist. <laughs> Make a fun Instagram comic, actually. But so, if you were going to freeze the... after your long form, <laughs> maybe, maybe like for a week, I'll just do terrible optimist comics. <laughs> you should. That'd be no, funny. Josh, what, yeah, then Josh, what you then make a Kickstarter is, for it. Yeah, Josh, like you need to do terrible optimist animations. That's what you need to do. <laughs> Ooh, maybe that's our side project. Yep. Ooh, maybe. Yep. Just we're thinking it. about doing like. Well, Corey's trying to talk me into doing something more time-consuming than comics. <laughs> Corey, just, you're a bad man. I just don't think Josh spends enough time doing comics. I think, you know, there's harder things out there that he should tackle. Oh, I see. He should be comic harder. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Josh. Josh has a... Josh has a kid who's young and demands lots of time. He can't be doing animations. I've got an eleven. I've got an eleven-month-old and a nine-year-old. Yeah, I was gonna say like Corey's got me beat on that one. <laughs> but, oh, but Corey, but aren't you a freelancer? Uh, no, I teach. Oh, you teach. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but you okay? Well, yeah, you're busy too. But you know what I'm saying? Do you work from home or do you have to go to a day job? I go to a day job. You just oh, you go to a day job too. Vacation time. So, is, Josh, yeah. you're just not as hardcore as Corey. And you're just gonna <laughs> no, have to well, like. If you're I know. gonna have to like step it up. Apparently, is no, the deal. I know. And in, in, in all actuality, Josh is about two and a half times more hardcore than I am. If, if we're, is that right? If we're comparing he hardcoreness, he's literally in a punk. He's literally in a punk band for one. Oh, that's true. He's really hard. He's for, for two, he commutes an hour one way every day. And I, he works. Today, and mine was four hours family. because of a semi truck. And <laughs> he does his comic. Okay, yeah, he's pretty hardcore. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I live point uh, six miles from my front door to my office door. Is so, that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've tracked it. That includes the stairs. So really, how many steps is that? I don't how many know. steps? On you? Okay, do you, do you have like your? Do you have an iPhone or whatever? Put your get your health tracker. Turn the health thing on your so it says your steps, and then you can just check it. Okay, I need to, to get to check hip to that 
health tracking thing. I feel like an old man with that because I. Yeah, like, but it's already on your phone. You don't need to like get the Fitbit or whatever. You just can have it on your phone and keep your phone in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, but I just, like I don't understand any of the smartphone stuff, and I what? start sounding like a grandparent with that kind of thing. Like my my son is the person. He's five, right? Yeah. And he was four. He showed me how to like sync his ipad to the television what? i didn't know you could do that <laughs> yeah and then i was like wait how did you do that and he's like what? maybe you spent too much time doing comics josh <laughs> <laughs> carrot have you seen the, have you seen the size of the paper that josh works on it's because my what eyes size paper is he working on? <laughs> i'm just gonna be an old man what do you what size what's what so most people work old, eleven by seventeen. Man, Josh. You got to talk, Josh, so we can tough? see what you're doing. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's a very large sheet of paper. Is that all one sheet or do what you? What the heck is that? Like twenty? What is that? Uh, what size so is that? I, I just did it because it scales pretty well to like eight and a half by eleven, which is the size. I don't want it to be standard size comic. I want it a little bigger. Um, Why? Nineteen by twenty-four. Because like. Um, there's a lot of reasons. Like I got really super into old timey comics and was like, this format's kind of stupid <laughs> for some art. Like um, for, for most art, it works great. But like, for like, why does the book have to be that, you know? And then like a trade is going to be like six by nine, which scales okay to comics, but still it's not quite. So anyhow, it all was arbitrary too. Like, well, not quite arbitrary. It was all because of cost that it yeah. size because they could yeah. get so many issues out of the, the sheet. So you're working on a 1924 piece of paper that you then portrait and halfway down the middle, it's a spread of two sheets. No, that that's weird? that's or, one page. No, it's one page. Uh, so I, part of that came from like, so I went to this thing years ago called the, um, uh, the Masters of American Comics. It was a really cool like art show, and it had like original art Crum and like Art Spiegelman, and wow. it went like all the way back to like original Kirby pages. <laughs> and I, I was looking at these pages, and most of the artists I really admire that get a ton of detail work huge. Like Chris Ware works larger than this. He works like on like you know those those single those sheets of bristle that that. Like when you're at the art store, you have to go to the the um, the uh, I'm forgetting what it's called. It's like the I have one in my garage, but it's like of oh a flat file. You have to go to like a flat oh. file to pull out like the size. You know those yeah. those big sheets of like yeah. nice bristle. He'll he'll do a page on that. Yeah. Oh and my so god! Like oh, that's my problem. I'm just like working. I like working big. That's like my favorite thing. So um, like working small. So when you yeah. How much detail do you lose then when you re reduce it for print, or do you not lose any? It's not. It, it actually, it, the thing is, you you have to manage your weights of pen. Like regardless, even if you're uh -huh. working, like, half that size, like you have to figure out like what the smallest weight that can replicate is going to be mm -hmm. um, when mm -hmm. you reduce it down, because otherwise you're just wasting, you know, resources and time, right? <laughs> so it's like. Yeah. Yeah. I've figured out that like the smallest that'll translate is like um, a, a one. Um, and so like okay. if I'm getting smaller than a one, like a zero, zero five, like I'm, I'm noodling for no reason. So okay. That's pretty huh. much it, but it is weird. I mean, it's weird to work that big, but I, I like Harriman worked that big. And like a lot of guys that really dig like worked that big. It's kind of, I arrived at it the same way I arrived at like using more traditional materials where like originally it was just like a Sharpie and I was working on like, you know, like manga paper and stuff, just like, ah, oh, whatever, whatever works or like throw away eight and a half by 11 paper. And then like eventually upgraded to bristle and was working on like comic paper and then. All right. So when are we going to go to California to see your art show of your original comic book pages oh, all up in a gallery? Well, he's you're what four four pages away from finishing this book, right? Yeah, I'm pretty close. Oh, I think I've got about four wow. pages. Yeah, so it's not That's where so I exciting. wanted. To be. I thought I'd be done in May, but I guess if like you calculate years into it, it's not that. Well, it's a few good. more weeks. 
Yeah, a couple of weeks, a couple of months isn't that big a deal. <laughs> you should you should do a show though. You should find a gallery because you've got how many pages? Yeah. How many pages do you have? Um, oh, like probably yeah, and they're so big and everything. People Walmart. would probably love to do that in an indie friendly gallery. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a, like have that. something. So yeah. yeah. Oh, have a show, have a show, yeah. and then somebody cool. needs to go, and then you guys need to live stream it because we won't be able to go. I won't be able to go to California. So somebody will need to live stream it. Okay. Yeah, I might do that. I mean, I think that's part of the, that's part of the plan. Cause I haven't been selling any pages. I'm the only catch is I don't know if I'd want that to be a tier for like the Kickstarter, but then that would kind of take Not away. From doing you, the have show. Your show. you have What's to have up? the show first. Mm. You have to have the show first. That's true. That's true. I also have this like nerdy collector thing where it's like, I, I like having them all in sequence and like selling one kind of sucks. Cause mm-hmm. then it's like, well, but then I don't have, oh. two. but I know I can sell them for probably a little higher. Cause like, cause they're actually lettered. I think that'll like up the appeal. Cause it's like, you can like, you actually get a literal page out of the story. There's like nothing yeah. in it. That's not in the book, you know? Mm. So <laughs> what if, what if you like did the gallery show, as a promotion to like just before your Kickstarter. So anyone who's like, I want to buy this, be like, well, you'll be able to starting at the first of next month, the book's mm-hmm. going into print and you'll be able to purchase there. That's a really good idea. Get them on yeah. the email list. Yeah. 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 Imagine, imagine printing the book at scale. I've got wow. stuff like that. Yeah, I have a lot of books like Anna that. graphics might do that. Well, how do you get huh. to the gatekeepers, though? That's the thing. Because I have one, I have kind of an acquaintance who does stuff through Fanographics, but he self-published for like 10 years before they put his stuff out, you know? Do you like, like, do you like one of these books? Ooh, yeah. Those it's are nice. Just, you know, this is like the full page. I couldn't see it. Corey, hold up the thing. You're not showing on my screen. Oh, sorry. It's just a giant reproduction oh, of the actual artwork of this is frank miller's daredevil but they do they do stuff oh, like this ah. one of these ones that would be ideal to yeah. do something like where you have like the the like cool stuff and like a wrap around and right money to put a book like that together <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you have a crowdfunding Kickstarter. Yeah. This is this is this is what'll happen. You have that uh, option. This is what'll happen after you're after you're famous, and uh, you know, like everybody's yeah. everybody's trying to decide whether you're a hack or not. Then somebody's gonna come out and say, <laughs> "No, he invented that genre. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a hack if he invented it." <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's funny. Well, yeah. then you can't sell the original. Because then somebody else, well, you don't have to track down all the people if you want to like do that. Like, if you want to have the original. Well, I guess if your scans are high quality and safe, I guess it doesn't really matter. No, they they, they, photo, they photograph these. They actually they actually go and they hunt down all of the pages, and so yeah. the pages get collected by different people. Like I've got pages behind me, and then uh, when they do one of these books, they find who bought them, and it takes them yeah. a while to track them all down, and then they and then they photograph them because you can see like. You can see like it's yellow. You can see like tape, and you can see like the hmm. the, uh, the whiteout, and it's the whiteout has like a shadow and stuff. So you can see like the depth of this. Anyway, I'm nerding out on on this. I, I love this type of stuff. That's yeah. really cool. It's cool. It sounds so like a smart. All those old collections of like Frank King and like like uh, George Harriman and some of those old like newspaper comic strips. The people who put those books together sometimes they have to like. Like hunt down just like a, a a newspaper that ran it, and then like scan the newspaper because they don't have the original, and right. so like the wow. doctor the newspaper so that it looks better, and like it's a whole undertaking with those things because like cartoonists at the time, like like even the the old pulp painters too, they always had that problem. So they used to like paint on both sides of the bristle board, <laughs> and so like the paint. Oh. The, destroyed you know and they'd sell them for like 10 bucks you know to people <laughs> like tracking down and trying to make a, a thing for that like that's like the more the only more nightmarish editing i can think of than what mike just went through <laughs> 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 my, 
luckily, luckily, Mike wasn't doing anything stressful at the time, like moving. Yeah, yeah right. It was really fortunate. Yeah, yeah. It's good you didn't have like a wedding and moving and uh, like all of these like some of the most stressful events of your life all combined with. What What are the top five? It's like it's like marriage, gold death, star for Mike, moving, public speaking. <laughs> Luckily, uh, getting a new job, getting a job, screws <laughs> under the fingernails, losing or getting a new job. Yeah, yeah, pretty much all. Yep, yep. Well, and you did go through all that. <laughs> oh, losing so, access to like a core part of your body that you require to do your job. Like that's mm. that's that didn't happen either. Like none of this happened while. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mike, oh, my gosh. So what we're trying to hardcore, I think Mike. Like, okay. <laughs> Working on it. I think Mike is the most hardcore out of all of the hardcores. No. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to go throw my leathers on and ride around on my motorcycle just to just to <laughs> game a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Did you almost get like hit by a tornado while you were trying to ride your bike the other day? Is that what I saw on the Facebooks? What was that? Uh yeah, that was Corey. Yeah, it's been crazy weather. We had a tornado warning and then it it, it was hailing. Luckily, I barely missed the hail, but there was standing water. There was standing water on the road, which is which is kind of scary. At I mean, I'm not going that far or that fast, um, but I have gotten caught in a hailstorm. I have a video if you haven't watched it. It's pretty funny. Uh, I, I have gotten caught in a hailstorm on my bike on the freeway. I did oh uh, 900. Really? I did 962 miles in 27 hours on my bike, and uh, I almost died three times. So yeah, it was one of them. Corey. Well, when I'm in my sedan, I'm just like, "Hmm, (laughs) that's too bad. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas I'm, whereas I'm like, I need to stop at the gas station so that I can wrap my shins in newspaper. uh, So that I, (laughs) so that I quit getting pelted with these sharp balls of ice that are coming at me at 95 miles an hour. Oh, oh man! Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Go tomorrow at a trucker bar, and like, well, maybe they aren't that hardcore. No, they're probably that hardcore. <laughs> it depends. I mean, if it's like the, if it's the, like the lawyer who throws his he throws his leathers on and rides around town on Saturdays. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's like it's gonna be those because I mean like that that's like the right wing contingent of the area I live in, which is like one of the only. It, so and we have a bunch of songs that are like anti-Trump. So I think this is going to be a really interesting show tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. Just yeah. So, like, there's the there's the bikers do you ever, who do you have? Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say there's the bikers who only ride in fair weather. Then there's the bikers who. Like they have, I met, I met one time I just lived on the road for a little while. I was just driving around and I just slept on the, slept on the beach and bathed in rivers whenever I came across one. I was just driving and um, did that for. Is back when you were in Amazon or, <laughs> like, sorry, whenever you, it, you just sound like back in my barbarian days. Right. <laughs> I, uh, no, I, I, I intentionally tried. It was like, it was my version of Walden Pond. I brought, I brought a, I brought a. I had with I'll, I'll list everything I had on my bike. I had uh, short stories from uh, from uh, Joseph Campbell. I had my three fifty seven snub nose revolver. I had my camera. I had a bar of soap. I had uh, one extra t shirt, one extra pair of underwear, and a bedroll, and um, and no toilet paper. Uh, no, I mean I wasn't I wasn't in the middle of nowhere. So like I would stop to eat places and I would just, right. I'd just go there. Um, or no whatever. bourbon. No, I don't drink. So, um, but I met a. I, 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 what's that? Because yeah. if you had bourbon and like just some weird drugs, like you're straight on the road at that point, you know, like a Kerouacian. Right. But I, yeah, I've never, I've never, I've never had a drop of alcohol, so I don't even know what it would be like. Um, you're not missing. But uh, I, anyway, I, um, really believable. <laughs> I mean, if you count cough syrup, you know, I, if I get a cold, I'll, I'll take some NyQuil and be unconscious for 20 hours. Okay. Well, don't drink any kombucha then don't drink any kombucha. Cause there's, there's alcohol in that too. And then if, if you've never had any, you might get a little loopy. Yeah. So don't drink kombucha and drive. 
if that cosper has that, that dm on it be careful because <laughs> that was like high school shenanigans for my for my <laughs> oh my gosh robo trip oh yeah see mike knows <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Josh, I was only going to ask you, are there any videos on the webs of you and your punk band performing so we could experience the radness of your hardcoreness? There's a couple. Do you guys? Yeah, I post some stuff to Instagram too, but I'll probably like this one just because it's like an all, like it's it's like a whole, I've never really played a, a festival kind of thing. So it might be fun to do like a little like thing of it. You should just you should just set up a set up a tripod and just put your phone on it and just and just stream it. Yeah. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Maybe do like a live stream or something. That'd be cool. That'd be- yeah, but let me know because yeah. I want to check it out. Okay, so okay. like put it put it in the group somewhere or something. DM us or something. If you yeah. uh, if you listen to it. the the intro music uh, during that animation that I did on the forty eight hour art check, that's that's Josh's band, No Saboteurs. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we're just having fun. It's like it's literally a way to get free beer. <laughs> <laughs> Anything for a beer. Oh my god! It's like funny. I don't know. Like you got to have something to kind of blow off steam outside of just art. So it's like another thing where I can make stuff, but it's like this one's literally just for fun. Whereas with the you art, guys blow off steam with art. Wow, that's. You mean it's not full of angst and like stress and. And horror when you work. That's... Oh, hey, it's Gaz. <laughs> he made it. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Hey. I hate to disrupt all the talking about motorcycles, but holy crap about we did it, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, go ahead. Keep your talking. No, that's awesome. Now we had moved on to angst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, art angst, only because apparently I don't know how to have fun with art. But oh, neither do I. I'm with you. Art is not yeah. fun. Oh, okay. No. Art, art <laughs> okay. is a tedium that sucks up all your free time where you want to be doing fun stuff and you do art instead. Yeah. And you're compelled and you can't just not do it. You have Correct. To do you it. feel bad about yourself if you art. don't do the thing you don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. I, I the think power you, of art compels you. It, it's like you start you green soup. Yeah, you see the result and you forget like what a nightmare it is to do. And then I, you do it again. I think we just have like I think all of us have memory problems because we're like, <laughs> well, that was cool when I worked on that book and got the book, and then you're like in the, the process of making the book, and you're like, uh, what the hell am I doing? I look at pages I did from previous issues of my book with like big backgrounds or stuff, and I'm like, who drew that? I didn't. Now I have to replicate <laughs> that same background in this. Mm-hmm. Why would I do? Who? Why would they do that? And to me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get so yeah. mad at past me. Or future you, like like where I'm at is like future me is like why did I establish that thread like seventy pages ago and now I have to conclude it like <laughs> thanks a lot you complicated jerk. <laughs> 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 well, I, I am happy with my writer self because I, yeah. I'm writing at a at a, a very low level where it's just like I wrote the whole thing and I don't change it. So good, bad, or indifferent, I don't stress about the writing. I'm more worried about the art, you know. Yeah, so uh, the, I hate the art so much that I couldn't possibly hate the writing too, you know. <laughs> See, guys, I, I got you beat there. I hate both. So oh, good for you. See, that's you're really <sighs> doing it. I know. <laughs> I know. It's not. I good. haven't gone gotten bitter yet, so I'm good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> get no, actually, not well, everybody gets get your late. <laughs> Yeah, only us people that have got some neuroses. Yeah, so. I think I started bitter, honestly. I, I, think, I think, like, even just starting it, I was like, I, I think the second I opened the can of worms of comics, I was like, this is really hard and I hate it, but I love it. It's like, yeah. I definitely got tricked because I got seriously into thinking I could do comics in the early 90s when anybody could. When somebody that just yeah. drew pinups and big spiky armor and couldn't draw backgrounds or perspective could make a million dollars at Image for that what? year, you know. And that was the year I was graduating high school. And I'm like, I got this. And then Image <laughs> fell apart and the world came to its senses and was like, no, you have to know how to draw and no one's making a million dollars anymore. And I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> and now image is like really, yeah, really time... now image has got really high quality content. Yeah. Right. So yes. now you can't yeah. even go to image anymore unless you're like kick ass mofo. 
Yeah. Yeah. I had like two thousand dollars at the start. <laughs> we don't need them. We'll I don't know if that's true. Ourselves. <laughs> you guys, you don't need no stinking image because you guys are indie creator gods, and you just crowdfunded a second Ooh. book, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, so man. I do enjoy right. this kind of book where you do four pages and then there's a gigantic book like that. That yeah. level of work pays off really well. Yeah. Well, this book. Yeah. So yeah. book, like when they That's say when they say oh, you should do that. a book a year, I could do this book a year. Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah especially as... when Mike's, Mike's like, like no. Mike. yeah, you do. <laughs> Corey, Mike is already edited, dude. Hey, Corey, already seen the future. <laughs> Your screen is all jacked up. It looks like you're screen sharing, but you've got like window and window and like oh, yeah. I'm I'm uh, and... I'm live on my channel too, and so on. Oh, okay. On Mike's channel. This is literally what I see whenever we do the 48 hour art check. I'm looking at like 50 images, <laughs> like a small thumbnail of Corey, and trying to kind of engage with that tiny thumbnail. <laughs> Yeah, if anybody wants to know what the 48-hour art check actually looks like, this is it. It's just a, it's just yeah. a nightmare collage of 15 windows open. But apparently, Kaz, you've you've solved the problem that I need to that I need to solve, which is uh, Discord. Discord. Yeah, uh, Arizuki, my uh, tech advisor, helped me out with that one. I could off camera, I could I could give you some pointers, but yeah, yeah. It, yeah, that's awesome. Just make sure so. when you write the ebook, Mike and Corey, that you credit Gaz and his tech guy in the credit section. <laughs> I'm about to share with you. We'll all go. You guys should call it the ten yeah. steps to, or the five steps, something like that. I gotta go get my magnifying glass <laughs> to see to see Corey. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's I'm just, funny. just imagine a pasty white guy that smiles. That's it. Well, you're right. That, that's half the people on this panel right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Except I live in Idaho, so I have I have the right to be pasty. Yeah. Imagine a potato. <laughs> this is what I'm not looking forward to tomorrow. It's called No Pants Fest, so we aren't allowed to wear pants, and I never not wear pants. So I have like my <laughs> legs are gonna blind people. Get some spray bronzer and put it on really quick. Before Are you allowed out. to? Yeah. <laughs> Orange musician. <laughs> Josh, go to Hot Topic, buy the loudest <laughs> pair of leggings that you can. I was, gotta, I was got to go. I ended up idea. like short camo shorts, but like I, I was like this close to just being like, screw it, I'm wearing a dress because I yeah. have done. I did that in my youth. <laughs> we used to play like we. There was like a local battle of the bands, and at the it was like at that time when do you guys remember that era of like new metal and Fred Durst and all that? Nonsense? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so like, about it until all these, like new metal guys, and like they were all like macho and stuff, and we got on the stage like all wearing dresses, and my bandmate had like written in glitter like pixie on his shirt just to like not the pixie, just the pixie just to like mess with the people there and they got furious. It was hilarious. It's hilarious. So um, it, pretty amazing that like clothes could make people so angry. I went to a, I went to a, a in, wait, real quick in chat. Guys, we're yeah. ignoring chat. Um, Victor Rodriguez has said a few things, but most recently he said, who's who won the competition oh, on yeah. selecting next year's theme? He wants to know. Ooh. We don't have uh, our tech guy uh, right now, but as it stood before, it was uh, Scott O'Green. So yeah. unless Corey pulled ahead in the last, uh, what, day or so? I was uh, I was 16 behind. I don't know. I don't know if I could make okay. it up because he wrote a song and sung it live <laughs> on Instagram. No way. I don't Song? think I don't I think I could top that. Dude. Oh man. Well there was uh, sort of unofficially he's won, but wasn't there also some secondary factors? Um like in yeah, addition to just the raw data, there was like other stuff that was gonna be factored in somehow, I thought. I thought like actual sales were gonna factor in, but I don't know. Yeah, we had no way. How to... you can't ca- but we can't count that. 
Yeah. No way to actually tell. I witness you, Victor. Uh, well, yeah. So unofficially, it's Scott O. Green, yeah. but that could no. potentially change. Unofficially. But he's got a I think Gaz is looking for a loophole to make it happen. <laughs> oh, no. I was in the middle. There's no way it was going to be me. I'm just leaving wiggle room in case we're wrong. I don't I'm, want things to. I'm right you know. there with Gaz. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I didn't. I, I, I think I'm like pretty low on that list myself. So don't worry. <laughs> I'm pretty That's low. Okay. I am like second to last. Yeah. I think I was second to last because I suck. I just want everybody to yeah, know that's why. that I fought yep, the exactly. urge to game the system. So <laughs> did I you? I didn't game the system. Because well, I was cool. thinking, okay, I was well, thinking I totally as, did. As uh, as Scott pulled ahead, <laughs> I thought I could probably write a bot program to just click that link and change the IP address. <gasps> That's not gaming the system. That's just Naughty. straight up cheating. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I didn't do that, right? I, all, all of my clicks are legit. So I was I, just... well, uh, here's a logistic thing I wondered. Um, and I'll bring it up now that we're all done because I didn't want to muddy the waters in the middle of it. But mm-hmm. the way it was set up is that we would go – the link would take you to the hundreds page, and then there was a Kickstarter button. Yeah. I wonder – if that extra click in between may have cost us some sales or yeah, views. I agree. That's, that's been my concern the whole time. <laughs> Not according to Robert. I Not asked, according to I Robert. Robert. Yeah. Okay. Robert. He said no. Yeah, but actually, well, the other thing is, is like the only other thing is, is that if there was cookies that were tracking over, if people had visited different links and then they actually purchased, I mean, but I guess it wouldn't really matter, but there could have been some cookie stuff if people didn't clear caches and stuff too. Giving different maybe. artists credit know. for their view or whatever. I, that might yeah, be true. Maybe, I, my, concern, but I don't think so. my concern is less with who got credit for the, for what, like, cause that's just like a fun thing. It's not, you know, I don't really care. Yeah, um, I'm matter. more no. concerned if it's possible we lost sales because somebody said, let me click this. Oh, another oh. click. And, I mean, Robert said we didn't, but how would you know? Does that like, or, does that mean that nobody went to the landing page that didn't then but continue they'd be the Kickstarter? Pretty, like, pretty uninterested or pretty not committed people, right? Like, well, no, that's people. Because, might no, that- because check that. Check this out. If if I'm like, oh, cool, this is cool. I'm gonna go check this out, and then I and then I see like, oh, they've got an Instagram. I'm gonna go check that out. All of a sudden, that's bounce. Yeah, yeah, you might have forgot. Uh, and people have short attention spans, and you, know, you never know. I'm not saying it was a problem, and like I said, I, it wasn't worth bringing up earlier, but yeah. it, it is something I thought about because every time I put the link up, I wanted to get credit for my name, you know, my individual link, but I many times thought, ah, maybe I'll just put up the Kickstarter without yeah. that just to get people yeah. directly there, but I didn't. But Me I always said personally, that. I only posted the Kickstarter link. Somehow yeah. people were going to my link though because I got right. <laughs> added Mike at the end of it. Oh no, I did post it in the chat a couple times. But yeah. I was just messing with So you this guys. is Mike's way of subtly letting you know that when it's powered <laughs> up he's in <laughs> contest. <laughs> this right. is like this is like uh-huh. uh, Christmas in nineteen eighty five Whenever somebody wouldn't write down the name of who was giving the gift, my dad would mm-hmm. take credit. Oh. So any oh, blank, any blank presents were always from my dad. <laughs> but but that, only in 1985, right. like that one year specifically. That was, no, that was when it started. It it it, oh, okay. Okay. it continues today. I'm just saying oh, that any any link that we can't identify, I think, is tagged as Mike's. Is that is that what we're really saying? in my house? Pretty that's much. Santa Claus. Yeah. Santa Claus <laughs> brings us unidentified back. But I, do think, I don't know. You Apparently, yeah. you guys are all naughty. I think <laughs> Dad is doing say, it. I think that little game probably motivated more. Like I, I, I think it was a good motivator for people to post it and share. Agreed. So, like, I would think that the cost of the extra click was probably worth the return of having people kind of just for fun, like participate. Kickstarter, Kickstarter generates unique links. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had the option of doing that. That was the original idea, but because, uh, because of the website, uh, Robert felt that, and it actually worked. His idea worked. He felt that by driving the traffic to the website, we could kind of uh, secure our status, I guess, in the in the SEO of Google. So yeah. now, if you, you know, say he's right in the sense comics, for the growth comes up first. So yeah, well, that's yeah. Right. he's he's right for the growth of the website overall for the future, yeah, as opposed to the Kickstarter right. in the short term, right. because we do want all 100s traffic to start going there. Yeah, so there was a little yes. bit of a trade off there, and it allowed us to still track everything, but not 
necessarily through the Kickstarter. But yeah, I thought about that too, because Kickstarter allows you to create like referral links, I think they're called. And so we did a couple of those for like um, some of the ads, but I, I don't think we even used any of those for the ads either. I think we used we generated some custom links for that too. So gotcha. is this like the brief pause of relief before the whole sending out? Oh, yeah, it's about to get crazy. My whole life is different now, and scheduling is crazy. So that's going to be fun to juggle all that. Oh, <laughs> Just wait for I the sequel. Are you guys unpacked? Uh, we're, we're slowly getting unpacked. It's a different space. It's a whole different space. So we got a lot to uh, kind of acclimate to. We we definitely need more furniture than we had before like a lot of people have like a hutch or something in their dining room yep. stores place other people have a starsky <laughs> well yeah we have the hutch now we're looking into the starsky haven't been able to find one at a good, at a good price but uh, they're really cool it is a hug. small town so hopefully it won't <laughs> <laughs> but uh oh yeah it's uh i'm still pretty much i mean you could kind of see what i'm working with here i painted all my furniture and stuff but it's still all in boxes for the most part mm. but i, I got i got uh, my desk set up now so that's pretty fun that is that furniture thing though is a really unthought about issue because like when we first moved here we like my wife and i always did like tiny apartments like little tiny apartments and then like we pretty much put our stuff in and we're like, oh, this feels like one room. <laughs> like it doesn't, you know, um, that's always a weird transition where you're like, oh, I got a couple rooms now. You know, the weirdest part for us is like we we have an extra room now. We got like, a, well, technically like two because we have a dining room now, right? and my office space. But we have so much shit that was apparently in closets. We didn't know that we had. So we have all yeah. these bins and i don't know where to put these bins so like i need furniture because i'd rather just like fill the furniture than like have stacks of bins yeah so that's our problem right now <laughs> yeah uh, but it's a big yeah. problem to have it is it's i mean the, it, so what are you it, saying mike you need to sell some art prints so yeah. people go buy Mark's art print so he can buy some hutch. Yeah. He needs to buy a oh, hutch. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I, we've been getting some good deals on furniture. I bought a whole like dining room cabinet thing for like 20 bucks. Yeah. What? Where'd you find 